Welcome to the Upness Podcast, where wellness meets happiness and we share everything you want or need to know about CBD. Expert advice, real talk with CBD users and answers to your most burning questions. Ready to feel better than ever? Let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Kirsten Tyrell, and I'm so, so grateful that you're here for another episode of the Real Talk Upness Podcast. I cannot wait to share with you today's interview. I'm speaking to a lovely woman. Her name is Sydney, and she is sharing her story of how she was first introduced to CBD oil and how she's implementing it into her life and some of the struggles that she's up against as she really tries to take better care of her body and fight an autoimmune disease that she has been diagnosed with. So without further ado, let's jump right into that interview. Hey guys. All right. Today I have an amazing woman who's going to share her experiences with you of having an autoimmune disease and how she introduced CBD hemp into her life and how it has made a difference. So I cannot wait to introduce you to my new friend, Sydney. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I can't wait to hear your story. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I know that you are relatively new to CBD oil and hemp as I am. So I think it's really interesting to hear from people who've just discovered it and they're in the early parts of their journey because we're, we're, I think we're all in this together. It's something that's just now gaining some normalcy and some traction. And so I think it's important that we have these conversations just to kind of eliminate any fears or limiting beliefs around CBD oil because it is such a powerful tool for healing. So I'm excited to hear how you've implemented it in your life today. And so let's get started with, first of all, a little bit of your backstory on what even brought you to CBD? What was kind of, you know, we, we all, we don't all just get to this life and our bodies perform perfectly. There's always something I've noticed, whether it's mental, physical, we're all dealt something in the cards that we have to overcome and really get in tune with our body. So where did that start for you where you kind of were no longer just, <laughs> my body's perfect and does everything that it's meant to be doing? Right, right. My story starts actually at the age of about 12. So when I was 12 years old, I woke up one day before school and I couldn't bend my left elbow at all. Oh. It got stuck kind of in a 45 degree angle and oh. it was stuck that way for about three weeks. I saw multiple specialists, got a lot of blood drawn, and they determined that I had juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And wow. at the time, they told me that it was something I would grow out of one day and that it happened sometimes, especially since I was a competitive dancer and had been for about nine years at the time. They were mm -hmm. like, you know, this is normal. We see it in a lot of child athletes and things of that nature. You should grow out of it. So it was out of sight, out of mind. I had, you know, a couple other instances moving into high school. And it was kind of something that was just kind of on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And when I got into college, everything seemed normal. Um, I'd actually joined the rugby team my third year, was doing really great. And I got hurt one practice and my ankle swelled up. And it wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily super painful. The swelling was just more inconvenient. But after yeah. about a week, it hadn't gone down. And my coach was like, I'm not going to let you play or practice if your ankle is about four times its normal size, which is right. understandably so. Yeah. 
that and doesn't so, seem like the best conditions to be playing a sport, exactly. especially a compact especially sport. A compact sport. <laughs> so he had me go to our sports physical therapist, and she had told me that it didn't look like a sports injury. So she had me go see one of our specialists on campus, and I went to see the specialist on campus, and they were asking a little bit about my medical history. And when I had mentioned the juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, they were like, well, it's about to be, you know, winter break and you should probably go back to your doctor and have them Mm -hmm. check again because this looks like a flare up. And I can almost guarantee that this is rheumatoid arthritis, which to me was- So were you on any medication at the time, like before the rugby- flare up were you on medication from when you were 12 it was just kind of like they never put me on an everyday medication um they just told me when it swells up to take a little bit of advil to help with that inflammation and that if any other thing came up to let them know okay so up until that point it hadn't really been a inconvenience in my life because it didn't really come as a daily occurrence what was your diet like through like 12 to 20? Were you oh, eating healthy? Tip- to like? Oh, no, your typical teenager. I okay. love anything that has potatoes. I love pizza, especially going into college. Um, it was yeah. definitely the dining hall multiple times a day. <laughs> I'm a sucker for some sweets. I was not eating healthy at all. And up until that point, my metabolism was pretty fast. So I wasn't really gaining yeah. any weight, which obviously didn't help me stop eating of the junk food. Yeah. So it sounds, it really was just kind of latent for those years. It was there, but you didn't have flare-ups based on your diet, maybe just because you had that young metabolism and things just weren't catching up to you. Once you hit young adult, it just kind of started to catch up and suddenly you couldn't ignore it. And you're like, it's like I had asthma when I was really young and I had an inhaler for a minute and then it was just kind of like, okay, I don't think it's extreme enough asthma. And then it just kind of went away. But as an adult, sometimes I have breathing issues and I'm like, Huh. Interesting. So is this going to continue to manifest as I get older and I'm no longer like that young spring chicken? So I think that's just interesting to note that it flared back up after you kind of hit adulthood. And then it was kind of hard to ignore after that. Because how long was your, how long were you swelled up before you finally went to the doctor or finally talked to somebody and started to get answers? Was it just not going down? Right. It wasn't going down. It was pretty much swollen for about three weeks until I could go home and see my doctor. And I just remember, you know, talking to my mom on the way to the doctor and she was like, oh, it's probably just rheumatoid arthritis. You should be fine. We dealt with it when you're in middle school. Easy peasy. We just did a diagnosis. And Lo and behold, it was not just (laughs) rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I got a lot of blood work done, and I saw two different specialists, a rheumatologist, and then another doctor who specialized in autoimmune diseases, specifically at the Kaiser I was at. Mm -hmm. And after um, going to both of them, I got a phone call one day um, while I was actually at the movies with my mom. And she just said, are you sitting down? And I said, yes. (laughs) What's going on? And she said, well, after all these tests, 
you actually have connective tissue disease overlap syndrome. You have symptoms of lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and Raynaud's syndrome, um, which has to do with circulation. And wow. she was like, so you have symptoms of all of them that don't always occur at the same time, Just but they're nice all present in your body at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. And I didn't really know how to respond. I just said, thank you for letting me know. What do we oh. have to do from here? Right. And we had to schedule another appointment. And she put me on some medications. And two days later, I had to go back to school after winter break. And I was all alone having to deal with this new diagnosis seven hours from home. Oh, my gosh. No pressure. No stress. Right? Just something every college student deals with. <laughs> Just add that to the plate because I am not busy at all. Wow. Absolutely. And the worst part was that she said, you need to get plenty of sleep. Don't eat anything that's super fattening. Try to eat healthy, <laughs> maybe even go gluten-free and keep the stress levels down. And I was like, doctor, I'm a third-year college student. I eat pizza for breakfast and I'm stressed all the time. Uh, and I don't even know what sleep is. Right? She's trying to tell me to change my whole college schedule in the blink of an wow. eye. And oh, it was hard. So were, do you feel like you did as as well as you could, given the fact that, you know, that's a hard lifestyle to change because you're pretty much in it? Yeah, I definitely was able to make some changes it took a little bit of time to adjust because my mm -hmm. study schedule um, is definitely better really late at night. I study best between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 in the morning, so I had to mm -hmm. change that up. I had to drink more water, which was good, less sugary drinks. I had to cut out coffee um, because it mixed too much with my medications and mm -hmm. I had to keep her updated on my progress because she wasn't able to see me regularly while I was away for school. So we would have phone appointments where she would ask me to give her an update on my symptoms. And because mm -hmm. I was only 20 at the time, she didn't want to put me on medications that were too strong. But she also mm -hmm. couldn't really monitor my symptoms or have me get regular blood tests. So she kind of had to rely on just what I was telling her about how I was feeling. And she had to trust yeah. that I was telling her the truth. Wow. Seriously. And you're like, I'm also not a medical professional, so I'm going to dump like give this to you in layman's terms. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if I even know how to explain what's happening right now. Absolutely. Yeah, She'd be like, so how bad is the swelling? pretty bad. What does pretty bad mean? I'm uncomfortable and it's larger than normal. <laughs> it's different than what it usually is. <laughs> get my measuring tape out. We're at about three inches. Exactly. From the bone. <laughs> exactly. So we definitely had a little bit of a rough patch in the beginning yeah. and it was hard with a, you know, a cocktail of new medications trying to figure out what worked best and what didn't. And I also mm -hmm. couldn't take any medications like Aleve or Advil um, wow. because it would also mix with the medications that they put me on.
that's hard. Especially, you know, most of us females, like there's just times where we, that's just the quick, easy solution to reach for. Exactly. That's the thing, even for me, like using CBD that I've been trying to slowly wean myself off of. And it's mostly just a habit thing, right? This is just a tangent, but it is, it's a habit of like, I want the quickest solution that I've been conditioned to believe works. And I, you know, I will just grab the, the ibuprofen or the Aleve, but I've been replacing that and trying to lean more towards the natural. And it takes some discipline and it takes some like convincing in your mind of like, oh yes, this is actually better for me. And it's probably more effective than the, than the pills that I'm taking. So absolutely. Anyway. And I feel like it was definitely something that I just always had ibuprofen in my backpack. Yeah. Be, I'd been so conditioned to just be used to that. Mm-hmm. necessity in my life and that convenience of having it right there and knowing that my problems would subside for a little bit. Yeah. So when you could, okay, so you were on a whole bunch of different medications because it sounds like you had a whole slew of symptoms. You were trying to balance a lot of different things at the same time. So of course you're going to need a medication for this a medication for that and so on and so forth. So how were you feeling on the medications? Like, was it okay? Was it worth there's always side effects, right? There's always things, there's trade-offs to you're going to solve this, but it's going to cause some other things. So how did you even kind of pull back from, or what was your journey with, and we're not shaming medication by any means because they definitely have a place, but for you, what was the switch to even maybe start looking into other options? So the medication that I was on came with a 20 page packet on all potential side effects that I had to read. And one of the side effects that I still deal with is that every year I need to get my eyes checked because eventually my retinas will start to deteriorate the longer that I'm on this medication. Oh my God. And, you know, you wouldn't think that something that's supposed to help you with your rheumatoid arthritis could affect your eyesight, not because of the rheumatoid arthritis, but because of the medication you're taking to help with the rheumatoid arthritis. So it's almost like it's helping with one problem and creating another. Yeah. And after reading that packet, I was, you know, really looking into my symptoms and trying to recognize if anything new popped up. I was sleeping really long hours. I was unable to get out of bed at some points. Mm. I was nauseous all the time. Um, I had to get help from certain resource centers on campus to be able to get a note taker for the times that I would miss class. It was really a low point in my college career because I was focusing on my health and transitioning into this new point in my life while also dealing with the point of my life of college that I'd already been on that journey for. and. I remember I had a roommate and she was she was the best. She would just help me if I needed it. She would get homework for me um, if it was from a classmate. And one day she just told me, I want you to try something. It might not be your thing, but it's actually a topical balm that you can use on your joints. And it's also organic. So if you wanted to ingest it, you could, and it might help you. And I was really excited about it because, like I mentioned before, I wasn't able to take Advil and this new medication was making me feel sick all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for any solutions. 
And I went home for a spring break, showed it to my mom, and she said, absolutely not. We're not putting any of that <laughs> CBD stuff in your body. We're going to listen to your doctors and just keep you on this medication. I don't believe in it. Yeah. Okay, mom. And Which I is just a, remember- the response of a lot of people. Like we said in the very beginning, there's such a stigma and such a story. And you look at anything that has kind of entered even medicine. Like you think back to the days of childbirth, it used to be midwives. And now it's like, you're crazy if you go with a midwife. It took them some right? conditioning to trust doctors and medicine with things that we had these homeopathic remedies to. And now it's almost like we're having to go backwards and we're having to convince people that the things that have existed all this time are actually not bad for us. And I think just, I guess, because hemp and and marijuana, all of that has just been so misused that I understand where the stigma comes from. But it's it's sad to me how many people are missing out on these natural remedies and these solutions out of fear because there's absolutely, you know, there's it's safe. It's it's good. It's wonderful. It's so much better on the other side. <laughs> so it's absolutely. a bummer. It's a bummer that you had all of that and your mom in, in trying to do what was best for you, but based on a paradigm that was just not really as educated. Um, exactly. And that was definitely something that now she feels bad about. Um, (laughs) but it was part of my journey where, you know, she was really trying to trust in only what she'd been hearing up until that point. Mm-hmm. And slowly, as she started researching more and we started reading these articles about the side effects from medications and the positive effects that CBD was showing, especially in patients with lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, how it was really helping them. And in some cases, people were weaning themselves off of these medications and Mm -hmm. being able to transition into only being able to use CBD products and other natural organic products. And I remember vividly the day that my mom came to me and she just brought an article and we read it together. And she said, I think we need to start looking at more options Mm -hmm. because I'm looking at you and you just look sick. You look miserable. You look tired. I know you're nauseous. I was losing a ton of weight at the time. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I think we need to start looking at more options. And I'd started using more topical creams and balms on especially my knees and my ankles and my hands where they would swell and be very painful. And we just noticed that the swelling was going down. I could walk for longer distances. I could stand for longer periods of time. And it was just night and day, the things that I could do just by introducing one product into my regimen. That's awesome. It completely changed the way that I was seeing life at the time. I thought that I was never going to be able to, you know, go to Disneyland because I couldn't walk for long distances. I was worried about never being able to really go out with friends because I would be tired all the time from having to walk. And it completely changed that. So I can't, I just want to think about that lifestyle for a minute that you were having to choose to accept, I guess not even choose, but you were really 
at a point where you're like, this is going to be my new reality. This is going to be what it's like. And really kind of accepting a lot of the things that you get when you step into old age, but in your twenties and you are having to give up a ton of opportunities. And even though you were on medication that was supposed to be helping, here's the thing that I think a lot of us don't understand about the differences. And I'm not a medical professional, so definitely don't take, take this for what it's worth. This is just my observation. I think a lot of us, we, we don't understand that medication is simply going after symptoms um, and, and sometimes getting to the root cause, but things like CBD oil and other natural homeopathic things, they are literally created for our bodies. Everything here on our planet was created for us, for us to thrive and not just survive, but to thrive. And so anything imitation that we can create is just not going to hold a candle to that. And we're only going to be touching the artificial short-term things, but things like CBD oil that exist in a plant, they're literally, you know, restoring your body to homeostasis. And it's almost a miracle. Like it's, it's actually kind of amazing when you think this is actually already here and we're trying to create knockoffs and we all know that knockoffs aren't as good as the original, right? Right. So definitely, you're, you're, it makes sense that now that you're using this and you're implementing it into your life, it's getting to the root. It's healing from the inside out instead of like, going and just kind of scratching the surface of the symptoms, it's really solving the issue itself, which is so fascinating to me. And it's almost like if you're listening and you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? Because it's really a miracle. It really was. It really opened my eyes to all of the possibilities and all of the things that, you know, people always tell you, drink more water, drink more tea, have chamomile tea. The amount of people that told me that I just needed to drink chamomile tea and it would help solve half my problems. It's amazing that people can think of teas and turmeric and fruits and vegetables that have things like antioxidants and things that are supposed to be good for you. And they hold those in such high regard. Mm -hmm. But when you think of things like CBD, like you mentioned, there's this stigma behind it. Oh, well, I'll take turmeric pills and drink all these teas and put all this good stuff into my body. But oh, no, I couldn't use CBD. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as I've been using more of these CBD products and more people have been asking me what's changed because so many people noticed a change, I've been more open to talking about it and telling them, hey, I actually use a lot of CBD products in conjunction with my medications from my doctors and it's been amazing and it's really changed my life. And if you have a second, I can talk to you about how it could change yours. Yeah. Oh, so amazing. And I think it's so much more powerful to hear it from somebody like you who has gone both routes. I think it'd be one thing if you're like, oh, I'm just super into only the natural and I'm completely against trying anything else, but to have gone down that path. And I think a lot of people are doing this where they're like, if there's a better way, I mean, really, don't you feel like when it comes to your health, you're going to do everything, anything you're willing to try anything to feel better. So it's, it's amazing that you have kind of been led right back to, even though for a minute CBD ended up in the trash, you ended up finding upness and that has really changed the game of how you get to show up and how you get to feel. So I love that you're kind of shouting it from the rooftops here on the podcast too, because people need to hear this. They need to kind of hear the polarization and the difference in what you felt like on medication versus now. And I'm assuming you're kind of weaning off and you're on a journey to replace that entirely with the homeopathic approach. Am I right? Or, or is it kind of like you have to be on the medications longer? 
So right now, I'm still on my medications, but I'm seeing definitely way better levels when I get my blood work done. My doctor is 100% on board with moving me towards being off my medications. Um, With autoimmune diseases, especially the ones that I have, they are flare diseases. So every once in a while, depending on what I eat, how much I sleep, things of that nature, I'll have a flare-up. And with everything that's going on, it's something that I definitely want to move towards, but it's something that has been a little bit harder Mm -hmm. just because I have so many different symptoms happening all at the same time or at different times. So I'm definitely moving towards being off my medications because like I mentioned, the longer I'm on my medications, the more long-term effects there are. And based off of all of my research and things that my doctor has mentioned, it can affect my kidneys, my liver, my heart, my eyesight, and all of these organs and things just because it's trying to, like you mentioned, manage my symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I've already been on this medication for five years now. And now some of those longer term effects are coming, coming out starting to pop up. and I'm definitely trying to move towards not being on my medication anymore. And like you also mentioned, CBD really is helping balance my body and get mm-hmm. me back to a level of homeostasis where I'm not having as many flare ups. I used to have one flare up a week, at least mm-hmm. sometimes two. And I would be in bed for that entire time for days at a time. And now I haven't had a bad flare up since probably April. Wow. I have flare ups way less often. And if I do have one, I can take any of my upness products, depending on what the symptoms are for that day. If I have some swelling going on in my joints, I put a little savvy on. And by the time I'm leaving for work, I'm already starting to feel better. I've introduced up drops into my daily regimen. And with those, I immediately realize how much better I feel. And I'm way more equipped to go through the day. Wow. And it's something that has truly changed even the way that I see daily life. Mm -hmm. It's been really helpful. And my mom uses it too. My mom is a veteran and has been working at the VA hospital for 33 years now. And she has definitely noticed this effect in me and has used some of the topical products. Wow as long as I have. And it's helped her with some of her joint issues as well. Oh, that's awesome. It's cool to see it come full circle that she's, and so great that she was open-minded to it after, you know, educating more about how much maybe better it's going to be for you. Not maybe it will be better for you than all of those side effects that you're, you inevitably experience had you stayed on just the medication route. So I'm sending you all the good luck and good vibes for your body to allow you to transition into that totally natural treatment plan because yeah, five years in and you said some of those takes like 20 years. So we just, we want to like cut that off. We just don't want to even get any closer to that, that mark for you. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And a lot of people who get diagnosed with lupus and with rheumatoid arthritis, more often than not, especially with lupus, those patients are women. Mm -hmm. 
It's about 90% of people diagnosed are women and two thirds are women of color, which I happen to be. Mm. And I just knew that if I got diagnosed so early at 20, that this was going to be a problem in 30 years. If it was already deteriorating at this point, that in 30 years, what was that going to look like? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing your story. I have a couple more questions that I want to ask just for fun. Just came to me. I first of all want to know what is your favorite, if you had to choose your all-time favorite Upness product? Absolutely. The Very Savvy. It is my favorite. I've used it all the time. I've used it for a variety of reasons. Um, My main reason, like I mentioned, is a lot of the joint pain that I Mm -hmm. have. Um, my favorite scent is the lavender eucalyptus. Yeah, the OG. I am a huge fan. <laughs> um, I also grew up using Vicks Vapor Rub. Yeah. And so this is very nostalgic for me every time I use maybe it. That's why I love and it too. It, to me, it's like it smells like a spa, but yeah, maybe it's a little bit of like a uh, reminiscence of childhood. That That could be. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. I use it on my knees, my ankles, on my hands, like I mentioned before, and it is not greasy. Mm -hmm. It helps me throughout the day. I don't feel like I have to use a lot. I can just throw it in my purse or in my work bag. Um, When I'm PMSing, I use a little bit on my lower stomach and on my lower back, and it has been a lifesaver when I have cramps. I've used it on my chest when I felt like I had a chest cold coming. Mm -hmm. If I was deserted on an (laughs) island, I'd bring very savvy. That's how I would survive. So not even just a little bit of a favorite. It's like the ultimate if you had. It is my go to. I have multiple bottles. I love it. In various points of my house (laughs) and in my purse and my work bag, just in case. Oh, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And I can agree with you. That's the one that's on my nightstand that I use very, very regularly, probably even more than the updrops. Is very savvy is like my go-to thing as well. So I I hear I hear you and I understand you on that one. It's it's amazing. Oh yeah. (laughs) A close second for me personally would be jelly clean as someone who grew up being, you know, the kid who always got sick during flu season. Mm I was conditioned to always have hand sanitizer. I always had it in my backpack. It was always in my purse and my hands were just always dried out. So I always had hand sanitizer Mm -hmm. and hand lotion. They went hand in hand (laughs) and they were always on me, (laughs) literally hand in hand. (laughs) And I always had them. And then I tried jelly clean and I was like, wait a minute. My hands aren't dry. I only need this one is bottle. Moisturizing. <laughs> I just have to carry this one bottle. What am I going to do with the extra space in my purse? <laughs> Fill it with savvy. There you go. That's what I'm there. You do. go and balmy <laughs> and whatever else you can cram. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And then my final question. This is so random, but I'm just curious. This is a very you know we're leaning towards natural health. We're taking care of our bodies. What is like your favorite healthy habit that you have as a part of your life? It can be a food, it can be an exercise, a, you know, a movement thing. What's something that you feel like is your favorite way to stay healthy? My favorite way to stay healthy, honestly, the easiest thing, water. I'm not always the best at it. Mm -hmm. I forget all the time. 
But one of the things that really has changed in me, at least, is the amount of water I consume. Mm -hmm. It is something that, especially with my lupus, I get a butterfly rash on my face. It's kind of itchy. It gets puffy and red and a little scaly. And as I drink more water and as I continue to drink more water, I've noticed that things such as my butterfly rash have cleared up faster. I've noticed that I my skin just overall has been healthier. I've noticed that it's helped me lose a little bit of weight. I've cut out most sodas mm. and my guilty pleasure is sweet tea and lemonade. Those, I love mm-hmm. those and I'm trying to cut back on those, <laughs> but I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink coffee. I will occasionally drink a green tea um, without any honey or sugar, but water most definitely has been the one thing that has helped me the most, mm-hmm. just introducing more water drinking in my daily regimen. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think we all needed to hear that. It's a good reminder and it is so easy to change. It's so easy to just make a so switch, easy. you know, to replace. I gave up soda. Okay. I'll be honest. I didn't give up all soda. Sometimes I like to go to Sonic <laughs> and get like a Sprite with some peach flavor. I know it's not healthy. I know I can do better. Understandable. <laughs> but every once in a while, you know, but even just for me going off of soda into sparkling water, because I realize it's the fizz. It's the fizz that I loved more than I even loved the flavor of the soda. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is such an easy one. And now I'm like, I'm a kind of a water snob. Like I love drinking water the way I used to love drinking other things. So Absolutely. Because I know that when I was trying to get on a healthier lifestyle, so many of my friends were like, just cut out gluten, dairy, be vegan, exercise. And I was like, right, (laughs) let me just completely take out everything that I I love. Eat like a turtle. And exercise. The exercise gets me every time. I might be able to cut out pizza, but exercising regularly was a little bit harder to get back into. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, the thing is like, yes, we need to move our bodies, but to feel better, so much of it does boil down to diet and what you're putting in your body. So that small thing, Absolutely. if you drink more water, you're going to eat less of that stuff. Cause a lot of the times when you're craving food and this is not a dietary podcast, but I just feel like we need to address this when you're drinking a lot of water, it's going to keep your body from craving things because a lot of times you think you're hungry. You're just thirsty. Your body is Yeah. And I absolutely will drink a glass of water before a meal just to make sure that I am hydrated, but also to make sure I don't overeat. Mm -hmm. That was something that I definitely did often. And it's been cut back since I've been drinking more water, especially around Mm -hmm. mealtimes. Yeah. Well, that is a great health tip. That's something we can definitely do now that is super, super simple, not complicated, and there's no excuses about it. So thank you for that. <laughs> and thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing your journey. And I'm excited to kind of watch you progress and get to know you a little bit better now that you know we've connected to find out how it continues to help you wean off of the medication and how I'm, I'm really interested in your journey. So maybe we'll have you back on in you know a few months and find out how things are going as you've been on here longer because I know like I said in the beginning we're both new to this journey and this product line so I'm excited to see the progression but thanks for being on here today I'm excited yeah. too thank you so much for having Absolutely. me you are wonderful and I've loved getting to know you a little bit and I'm sure that our listeners have loved it as well and we'll talk to you soon thank you 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Share it with a friend who you think needs a little bit of, you know, a pick me up and head to upness.com to check out all the amazing products that we have to offer to help you feel better and live your best life. We'll see you over there on upness.com. Have a beautiful day.